What's good, y'all? It's your boy Kenny Black, aka K Black the Monster. I'm in here with my main man, DJ Nightmare. You know what it is. Yes, and you are now listening to the best room in the house, the Black Room, baby. Another day, another dollar, and we got another guest. We got actually two guests with us here two. today. Yes, and we're not not artists. We're gonna let you let them introduce what they are. But I have Daniel Reed and Kai Cox. Hey. Cogsville. 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 Cogsville with a G. Yeah. Nah, Cogsville is not, it's not a porno episode. We'll save that for another time. That was, want to make sure. Y'all look funny. <laughs> no, I'm happy to be here. I mean, Kenny, you know I've been trying to get here for a minute. Like, right. I think I've been talking about trying to come on the Black Room for about a year, Ooh. at least. That's so, um, you know, what's up, y'all? Um, Reed Limited Entertainment in the building. What's up? It's Danielle Reed. I'm really excited to be here. Um... Yeah, with my business partner. What's good? What's up? It's a pleasure to be here. Danielle's been talking highly about you guys. I'm excited to work. My name is Kai Cogsville, you know. Um, I'm the CEO, the founder of Young Atlas. We're a media platform based in New York City. We've been interviewing tons of dope people in the hip-hop culture, pushing the culture forward like Danielle, and we've been throwing lots of events around the city, so... I'm excited to talk to you guys about what's going on. Yeah. Fire, fire. We definitely connect because that's what we do here at the Black Room. Mostly like to interview um, up and coming rising artists. I like to Mm -hmm. create the platform for artists to be heard. Absolutely. You know, almost like that step, like right before the Breakfast Club. You know, once they get there, they, you know, they took off. But it's like, how do I get there without, you know what I mean? Right. Climbing up some steps. I wanted to be one of those steps. Um, So let's start off. Danielle, you said you wanted to get up here. Where are you coming from? Uh, all the way from Atlanta, A Town. Peace up, A Town. Down. What's good? Um, hey, um, I'm really excited to be here again. So yeah, and we're here for to talk about artists because that's what I'm, I'm really and passionate about, and that's exactly what got me started in this music industry. Um, you know, we went to Syracuse together. Shout out to Cuse. Shout out to Orange. Shout yes, out to did. the big O. That's, that's when big it was orange. party school. That's when we were Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. At all. Oswego was like that, too. Right. But, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's where it really all started. I just saw so much talent um, on campus. Coming from Atlanta, you know, the hip-hop scene is really dope. And I guess, you know, I always loved music, but... Being that I, you know, was really into journalism and I'm a reporter and producer, I just never really had time myself. Like, I'm not talented in music, but I would always recognize the talent in people. And so it's weird that even though I wanted to be a journalist, like, my whole life, reportery, that's that's literally my alias, reportery. Like, um, the very first, and for a long time, the only job in India I landed after I graduated from Syracuse was at Creative Artist Agency. CAA and so I had never really thought about a career as a talent agent as a talent manager but that's exactly what I fell into as soon as I moved back home to Atlanta um, after graduating and so it's kind of just crazy I started off with a close friend of mine your boy magic shout out to your boy magic you already know who you are aka black you already know him you know from Atlanta Posse scholarship you know shout out to Posse Posse love and it's just um, really like grinders and hustlers in Atlanta who just have so much raw talent and just really don't really even think about taking no for an answer. They just go after it, and it's just that kind of, that's the thing I'm attracted to. Like, that's what I love working with artists. So, guys, so when you got to Syracuse, you initially wanted to go for, like, just regular reporting, like, news? Yeah, a local news. You know, I interned at Time Warner Cable News, mm-hmm. uh, now Spectrum News. Um, 
Yeah, in Syracuse uh, my junior year. And so, yeah, definitely of senior year, mainly just turning news packages. Um, but, you know, you know, I did host C, uh, CSA um, a Caribbean Student, student Association. Uh, I think it was a Yeah, it was a party, a big party. I can't believe the it. The SAG party you talking about? Um, that they used to have? Bash, wait. Calabash. No, Calabash. I was on Calabash, but what was it called? The, oh, they're the, gonna um, kill me. It was not they're the gonna kill not me. the. Um, <laughs> no, they're gonna kill me. It's like a, not the pageant one that's trying to. Like it is. Mr. Um, CSA. They just I know, literally. What are you talking CSA. about? It's called CSA. That's the I name of the group. God, but they, they had they had like a CSA. banquet where they would like crown. It's Mr. like a Cap huge. It's like one of the school's biggest like biggest events. It's just like they put like. Yeah, so basically I hosted it with uh, Kvel Brown. Shout out to Kvel. He's also from N- NYC. Don't know where, Lord. Um, but, you know, shout out to him doing his thing at HBO. That's so funny. It's funny when people from out of town come, come to New York because yeah. they never know what nothing is. Ever. But they all heard of it. Like, they all heard yeah. the Bronx and Brooklyn and Queens. But then you're like, which way is that? Oh, they oh not God. close to each other? You got to go an hour and change? Y'all don't know that's where I came from to get here. But that's how it all started. Um, I've, I did not land the interview. Um, at, I mean, the job, the job that I landed the interview, but didn't land the job. But in preparation for the job, I spoke to a lot of people and learned a lot of things about agencies and talent and the corporate side of it and realized that I could do it in an independent way down in Atlanta, just like a lot of other very, you know, dope managers, people, you know, shout out to like Chance the Rapper's manager, shout out to all the managers that really start off with artists before they pop, you know, and really like put in the work to build the image, to build the brand to make sure that, you know, the first projects are hot, to make sure that you're setting up the interviews. And that's how I got introduced to PR. I really just kept getting told to do PR. And so Read Limited Entertainment is a pub, is a public relations consulting company. I offer a variety of services. Talent development um, is pretty much the management piece. Gotcha. I managed up to eight people um, in 2017, and then it got crazy. Mm. I brought them to New York. That's a whole nother story, but... Let me, I want to pass the mic um, to Kai because I know he really gets in on this like side of things with the artists too. Right? No, for sure. I so mean, Kai, you're yeah. from you're from New York. Yeah, I'm from Harlem. Oh, you're from Uptown. Harlem. Okay, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Harlem. Uh, just took I went to high school in Harlem. Oh uh, yeah, what what high school? The high school, um, the high school for math, science, and engineering. You know, City College, yeah. the high school that's in there, gotcha. especially a lot of high school. That's yeah. right near where I live. I'm right on 145th and Saint Nick. Oh, so word. Right there. Oh, right, right there. definitely yeah. right there. Past there all the time. Coming, I used to come up from Yonkers right, to go right, to school. Right, school. Right. So okay, so is that where you? So being in Harlem, I know Harlem, a lot of musical influences. That's what brought you in there. What led you to? Um, I mean, I guess when I was younger, you kind of have that like employee or employee employer mentality like oh, you, you kind of like Just which one am i gonna do yeah. you know especially mm-hmm. in harlem that's like are you gonna oh, be a hustler yeah. or like you know work for someone else and it's not like either of them are a bad thing but i was like i just i don't know like 15 16 mm-hmm. i wanted to just own my own business and i didn't know what it was really gonna be till kind of like college and uh and the high school i kind of like was getting it like okay. what's realistic what could i grow now I was like, all right, throwing concerts. I, I know artists, I know venues, it's not that expensive. I can figure it out. And then I started growing that. And then lately it's been like, all right, content production, right? That's not a crazy overhead. You can set up interviews like we're doing now. Mm-hmm. You can, If you can hustle hard to get a dope guest, that can build the platform. Mm-hmm. So I've been just working on those two and trying to build like my own special 
media outlet slash events company. So that's what I've just been building for the last right. year or so, which is Young Atlas. Oh, it's been a year since you've been Yeah, and I've been throwing events for a while, but it's been like a year that the company's been really like, you know. Oh, that's Been dope. putting in putting in work for the company for a year, yeah. That's fine. Okay, so in that yeah. amount of time, who would you say is the, I guess, the biggest artist that you, you've interviewed and asked so far? That's a good question. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't actually an artist. It was Steve LaBelle was probably Steve LaBella or Trax the jeweler so Steve is Nipsey was Nipsey Hussle's manager before he mm. passed he managed um run he managed run DMC he was like their tour manager that's how he started off he's like a legend in the game um so he was big because I kind of like I like guests like that more than artists no no offense to the artists but they just have such a it's more gems because they're just showing the behind yeah they're like like one thing he was saying about Nipsey, which was crazy, I was like, so what's something that stuck out about Nipsey Hustle? And he was like, yo, I'd be on tour with Nipsey. We'd be like, where'd he go? And we'd find Nipsey out of Barnes and Noble just reading. Like, wow. you know, it just shows you how smart, like, and that's like not, wow. nothing you would hear from like I someone love else. Barnes and Noble. So I was like, yo, that's just like such a gem. So I was like, and he was there behind the scenes on the business side. So that, that's cool. That's you know? And then we interviewed Trax, who's like one of the biggest jewelers in New York. He okay. just had that beef with um, Takashi about some jewelry, which is funny. <laughs> so, yeah, so those that's are the, the dudes two. that the dude that made the um the sog. Yeah, saw yeah, magic. exactly. He made okay. that that change. So that was cool to just see the the business side of that. And we we really have interviewed a lot of up and coming artists as well. Um, okay. I don't want to say anyone's bigger than anyone, but um, yeah, it's like, that's nice. That's those are the two bi- those are the two biggest high profile like. Interviews we've had, Steve. And Nicer and to me. I'd have been like, yeah, this dude has, you know, is bigger than this one just because yeah. he got like K in his following. And he well, you right. also had some big artists perform at some of your concerts. Too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've had some, we've had some good headliners. I mean, we did a, we did who, who were some artists we had? We had like Trap Man. He was kind of big from High Bridge. Okay. Yeah, a um, boogie's cool. artist. Yeah. Okay. That was cool. We had Tory Lanez at. Um, did his album release with us a couple years ago so and i do the promotion game too so a lot of that's like what makes sense right like i'm not gonna be like oh i really want this artist because they're hot right now it's really like way different than that that's what like the public thinks but it's all like based on calendars and booking (laughs) agents and who you know and like you know that one thousand dollar like less you're getting could mean it's a profitable night or not so it's all numbers Mm -hmm. when it comes to that like that's what a lot of people don't realize in that business all right so how do you I guess in your realm of promotion, because it's all about connections, how does a promoter network? Like, I understand it from, like, the artist standpoint. You want to meet the promoter and the DJ and all that. But if you are the promoter, how do you make those kind of connections? Yeah, that's a good question. A lot of it is with people like Danielle, publicists that can connect you. It's hey. like reading meet, reading out, out to, to like... Hey. Yeah, it's reading out, meet, like reaching out to collectives and hubs, right? Like, it... Anything that represents more than one person is what I reach out to. So I'd like to do business with a record label that's working with like 15 artists rather than reach out to one artist. I'd rather reach out to a publicist that's working with 10 blogs and can give me five different after parties and give me accounts, you know what I mean? So it's about building a lot of strategic partnerships and growing and making sure the client's always happy. So then once you get that word of mouth referral, like, yo, Kai took care of it, everyone got paid, it was good. It's yeah. gonna have a snowball effect. You know? reputation. Yeah, exactly. That's a good word, like reputation. And no, like Kai, that's what I'm saying. That's why I really, and I was just trying to figure out how we like, like connected. I'm actually just blank, but I'm pretty sure. I'm like one thousand percent sure it was Instagram. 
Yeah, probably. Like, I definitely lo- use Instagram as my Google. Um, I actually just That's got a, a... <laughs> Yo, low-key Instagram is yeah. really good for connecting. Yeah, I think we did. actually met yeah, we did. through Instagram. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, because I was, when I had my radio That's show, I, I used to do the music myself. Like, I would, you know, YouTube, grab some songs. Mm. But I was like, damn, I got to do the... It, like, was, it was difficult to, like, do the... Do music, interviews, music, talk, talk about topic. So I was like, right, if I can just about. get a DJ, I don't have to worry about the music. And I just put it out there, and he responded. And then I was like, bet, come through. And he showed me that he was nice. And so right. we just been gelling ever since. But so that's that's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, that's the... That, thank you, right? And, but, no, I mean... I mean, shout out to Instagram, kind of, not really. It's really <laughs> Facebook. Y'all know uh, Facebook about Instagram. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, any, but that's exactly why I love, you know, working with independent artists and uh, working with people like Kai. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I pretty much, when it comes to artists and when it comes to, like, even the reason for me being here tonight, mm-hmm. um, I really want to talk about the need for management and the need for representation. It's really all about representation. Now, artists don't understand. They ask a thousand and one questions, but they all lead back to the same thing. How do I get on? How do I get high? How do I get my music on the radio? Mm. How do I get paid to perform? How do I, how do I, how do I, how do I, who do I have to? D-? Well, first, you need to be represented. It doesn't matter if you got 50,000 followers. If you don't have a manager, someone's going to take advantage of you. Mm. I've been taken advantage of. Um, as a manager, <laughs> uh, you know it, it's it's like by easy artists? by artists, by venues, by promoters. Like if you only, I mean, things can only happen if you allow it. Mm-hmm. But you have to recognize it and you have yeah. to learn early. And so you know, starting off in Atlanta, again, shout out to the A, um, <laughs> down south, the dirty south. Like you know, it was talent everywhere. That's one thing you also learn in this game very early. There's never going to be a lack of talent. There's always going to be a singer. That's why everybody's replaceable. Mm -hmm. So people usually understand that. Artists usually understand that. But when it comes to the representation piece, you need someone that you trust. The representation could be take a a form of an agent or a manager. But what's the difference between an agent and a manager? Um, That's really the first conversation I usually have with artists. And I pretty much always judge everything off of a phone call. If we can't schedule a phone call or you call me on time or I'll call you on time, and you pick up, you know, I, it's got to be professional. Like, you have to treat the music as a business. Like, this is a business. If you're treating it like a hobby, I'm going to notice. I'm, y- people are going to be able to notice. Even on Instagram, like, even though it's really just a highlight reel, mm-hmm. you can tell when someone's bullshitting and when they're actually putting in the work and actually really trying to get on, get on so to tools. That's how you weed out the, the artists you, you work with. Uh, yeah, I talk to them and figure out they have management. If you mm-hmm. have management, and some people have been through a couple managers because, of course, managers yeah. can fool you over or, you know, yank you around um, with all kinds of different things in all kinds of ways, but that's when it comes down to discernment and just trust with, and understanding. With that said, I'm curious, what is the like the worst, I guess, like artist representation experience that you've had <laughs> Oh, so my far? goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a bunch. <laughs> this is not true. You got to say no name. name. name no name. Right? <laughs> Unless you want to. I also ain't going to stop you. With that nigga Craig. Let's start off with Kai. Um, bad manager situations. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just think, before we get into that, I just think a lot of artists, like, you know, I, I agree with Dan- what Danielle's saying, but, like, a lot of artists 
aren't at the level yet where they need management. Mm-hmm. They like they have the wrong idea of what a manager is. I feel like you have to if if I'm going if I'm an artist, right, and I need a manager, like all right, I need a manager to get me blog placements to help me get an agent for shows. Like you got to have a bru- a blueprint or like figure out where you're trying to go. Artists like say I need a manager, you say, "All right, why do you need a manager?" They don't even know how to answer that question, you know? So I'll see a lot of managers out there. Like I saw a situation where an artist was like doing a show with me and I said, I told the manager like, yo, make sure he gets here at this time. And then the artist was like late because the manager never told the artist like to come to the show on time, you know, like little things like that. So. Sometimes for an up and coming oh, artist, a manager, yeah, but like that's a manager can, and they've missed <laughs> interviews. Like I've been like, yo, all right, it, book the interview with my manager. And most, like a lot of the time with up and comers, the manager will just drop the ball. It's better to not even have that manager right now. Like, yo, right. cause they, they don't understand the responsibility. If I'm booking an interview, you're a grown man. Just put it on a calendar and show up, you know, yeah. you don't need a manager to do that stuff. So mm-hmm. they miss that's a business manager and like a babysitter. They just think it's mm. all that, you know. I agree and disagree. Yeah. You to do everything for them Sometimes I just yeah. feel like you gotta have like, yo, this is what I need. Like, focus on that, cause then it's like it's kind of rude right. to the manager. They have a life too. Right. You know? I agree and disagree. You're right in terms of some managers can baby artists, and that's no good. Like, you have to be an adult. Or, I mean, a lot of artists do start off as teenagers, and you might pop. So sometimes you do need some. And that's what I'm saying. With different kinds of things, depending on the talent you're working with, right. if you are working or managing kids if you are working with child talent like I mean that that happens so it's like basically a manager is like you said not supposed to drop the ball you're right, right. the manager and a lot of people probably try to say sound like oh I got a manager when they really don't that's just your friend yeah, exactly. that's just your brother or your sister or that's you wanted to sound like or you just wanted to say yes I definitely know I that's the first question I ask every artist do you mm-hmm. have management I don't ask you in the DM, but I, I swear to God, I know that scares people. It mm. makes them kind of really like sec, like really think about think it. Think about the business side of it, too. But like, more often than not, the answer is yes. I definitely know artists have lied to me. Oh, do you have management? Yeah. No, you don't, nigga. <laughs> like, stop. Or, you know, don't don't lie to me. And, you know, and, and that matters. An artist lying mm. in the very first out the gate, yeah. going back to like the worst thing ever that's ever happened to me. I've been totally bamboozled by an artist. You got catfish. See, look, you trying to make me get rowdy. But, you see, um, an artist catfish. That's funny. No, no, actually, I. True story. Like, for those who know the story, know the story. For those who know me, know me. No, this artist went to Atlanta, came from some foreign country, really wanted to be in Atlanta. You know, really wanted to come down. So I saw a real. Real life, this artist, but never performed. I'm telling you, I got an internship at a label in Atlanta for this artist. I moved them down. I took them to New York City. They'd never been performance. Booked the show for them. Boom. They was the wackest artist on the show. Mm. I was so upset. I was like, how you let these other fucking artists blow you out the water? Where was she from? Anyway. And then... um, (laughs) She said, I'm not trying to shame that country. In Atlanta... 
No, I love that country because my favorite rapper's from that country. That's what I'm saying. Um, you don't want to yeah, say what country yeah. you did make them feel bad. <laughs> so, and then in Atlanta, I booked them three shows at three lounges and clubs in the city. Not just any old shows. Y'all know it's levels to this shit. Mm-hmm. If you ever been a client with RLE, you know how it gets down. If you want free shows, open mics, if you want little shows, big shows, we can find it, we can do it. You just got to step up to the plate. Exactly. If you know that you ain't got no damn songs out that don't nobody know, how in the world are you going to perform for a thousand people? Right. Even a hundred. Have you even performed for your mom and dad? <laughs> like, that's another thing. I ask these people, you have do your parents or does your family and friends know you want to do this for real? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a difference between make this being a hobby in real life. If your family doesn't know you really want to be an artist full time, you're not serious. You're not ready. So I would say you're not ready for management. But at the point where you've been working with a manager or you've just been working with a team, I think sometimes we, the artists that blow up do have a team. Some people who have, like, a girl who does their styling and a somebody that does their hair. If you look at Rico Nasty and all these other, like, dope-ass artists that have just been on the come-up for no reason, like, out of nowhere, like, just doing things repetitively better than a lot of people with the money and the labels to do it. Mm-hmm. Just really just showing out and being really different and setting new trends. Like, that's a team. That's somebody saying, we're going to put time, energy, and effort to make sure that this brand looks like this, that this music sounds like this. Like, that's a team. And you do need a team. It starts with a manager. I didn't say it ends with a manager. That's the first step. Next step is, of course, where do you want to go? Do you want to be indie forever or do you want to get signed? And then you want to get on tour. And we can talk about tour booking later, but yeah. Wait, so, so have you... Ever had to like uh, break away from an artist or end a contract or whatever? Like, I no longer those... manage any artists. Oh, wow. You okay, know, so, well, like, yeah, y'all yeah, yeah, niggas trash. I'm <laughs> you know, I, I always say I never wish bad on anyone. I feel like anybody I've ever touched, it's on sight now. <laughs> anybody I've ever truly discovered or curated or worked with. I truly, to my heart and core, still love their music. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a separation once you get into this industry between between separating eventually the person from the music, mm-hmm. like the artist from the music. That is Sounds real. Real R. Kelly. Oh my god! <laughs> I just I as soon as I said it, I was like, "Fuck R. Kelly." I was like, "Shit," but you know, uh, that's that's a real thing. But R. Kelly as a person is trash. His music is fire. So it's just the other way around. I, see, and I was there until the documentary made until. it clear that some of his music was representative true, of the life. True, That's what true. fucked me up. I'm like, because yeah. I would, I would, I could do that with some. Like, I, I can separate. You did like like Cosby, like mixed the Doctor Huxtable still lit, right. but Cosby an issue. But when you <laughs> listen to the songs, you're like, this nigga singing about the shit he doing. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I can't. That was right there when I was like. Cause like you know, comedians are joke about it all the time, but then you find out, oh, it's dead ass. I can't listen to Bumping Brian the same. No, I can't. Yeah, you can't listen to it the same way. I got, I got a daughter, fam. Shout out to you. Thank you. I can't listen to it the same way. And I used to be, I used to be a fan. Like I was a real R. Kelly fan. I was like, y'all be a sex symbol when I get older. Not that kind. You know what I'm saying? Like. See, that sounded crazy. Like, I'm saying when I get older, I'm like, damn, he talking about little girls still. I'm like, nah, I can't. Gotta throw the whole yeah, he's thing. he's real sick. He's a sicko. 
Right, and you 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 hear you you watch the thing. You're like, I right, something happened to him. Hurt people, hurt people. But still, it's like there's an extent, bro. You gotta somebody should have stopped this. So way with that being said, and you you managing people, like, do you feel like his whole managing staff and crew knew about everything? And they just you know what? Sure to be honest yeah, with you, I I I mean, shout out. Uh, so I'm also a producer, so okay. I know what it takes to go in to go through filming thousands of hours of interviews. I just can't imagine the, the, the what they heard and went through. Because we only saw, hell, it was like five pieces long. Mm-hmm. So you can just only imagine how many more. The, he really fucked up, like, hundreds of women. Like, mm-hmm. it's probably at least a thousand girls. Like, if you really, like, there's hundreds of girls that were touched and affected. And it's sick to think about. But honestly, at the end of the day, it comes back to... You know, at the end of the day, who I want to represent. And I really always want to represent people that I can trust. Mm-hmm. And so, when, like I say, it goes back to, like, if, you know, I get a bad vibe or if I feel like I can't trust you. It's the same with working, like, with work, even in business. With working with Kai or with work, even, you know, um, I'm an entrepreneur. And being um, a black entrepreneur, sometimes we kind of can potentially fall into a state of not appreciating or taking as seriously things of business like being on time professionalism i'm all about that and so if you can't be professional with me if you really that's just also a sign that you might not be ready for the actual industry because you have to be if you look at the stuff going out right now you know all over the place of course pr does what it can but the kardashians and chris brown you know there's just always gonna be negative press and, and people are not perfect but at the end of the day if you are working with a team and people who have invested time, money, energy, I mean, if y'all watch Love and Hip Hop, that's really a story of like artists and managers. Yeah, like true. people will lose their house, sell their soul, uh, kill themselves, kill other people. Like this is a dangerous, grimy, crazy ass industry. Look at Michael Jackson. I mean, there are so many stories. Look at Straight Outta Compton. There are so many stories exactly. about specifically black artists um, and and brown artists getting uh, you know messed over individually you know specifically as a group and so people really tell me that when they after they have a conversation with me they feel like they can trust me Mm -hmm. they feel like they can work with me and talk with me and i really appreciate that and i think that's really the core of like how i work with a client i can't work with everybody so my question then is for both of y'all is in just representation. Y'all both talk about like musical artists. Have y'all considered or would y'all consider working with other entertainers that not necessarily music, like comedians, DJs, producers? Like, how do y'all feel about like the like those realms and other forms of entertainment? Um, I think that's a great question because the way I look at representing anyone is I want to represent someone that has like is a business person t- first or really has an artistic vision. You know what I mean, like an artist that looks at themselves as a brand and as a company, mm-hmm. like, all right, like they come to me like, yo, I wanna sell merch and then we're building on a partnership business level. So if it's a comedian, artist, producer, I think that's great and it's, the more I can diversify that, if I'm working with a comedian and I'm working with an artist, that's better for both. They can cross promote with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it's really just based on that person's mindset and hustle because I wanna 
talent is the most overrated thing in this industry to me. I think mm-hmm. I think it comes down to like I think that's ten percent of it. Like the guy singing on the subway is most t- more talented <laughs> than some of these people at the Grammys, you know. <laughs> so like, sadly, yeah. there's a guy who actually and there's an old dude in the singing station that I know mm-hmm. that sings like he soulful. Right. I think he was caught on on Worldstar one time, but yeah. <laughs> nah, that's it's a fact because I think that's like ten twenty percent of it is the talent, mm-hmm. and then that work ethic, that hustle that smarts the marketing like that type of mindset is the reason that's going to take it to the top so yeah i'm open to really working with anyone that has that drive and ambition and you can see that like danielle said on a call with them right away like you can you can pick that energy up like right away and you you know you want to work with that you know what i mean yeah and and that yeah i'll chime in like in terms of going back to management real quick and then i'll move on but I have to believe in you if I'm gonna really like take you from like nothing to something. Like for there's there always has to be someone to give you your first yes as an artist or as any talent. So um, I had a, a think a stand up comedian reach out to me early in my talent management career about coming to see a show. Um, I just never made it. Uh, I felt bad too. But I'm sure he was funny. Um, That's a little hard. I'm sorry. Like, I probably don't get back to people as much as I should. But, like, I try. Like, I think I do my best. Um, You know, hit me up. Email me. ReadLimitedENT at gmail.com. But, like, really, yeah. I've worked with, I used to manage models. I managed three models at one time. Had me a dope-ass white girl. Oh, my God. Not going to name no names. I love Snow Bunny. She was beautiful. She had hundreds of photos. And when I tell you that was the difference between her booking everything and somebody else who's just as beautiful, if not more beautiful, not be booking nothing because she maybe got five or ten really good professional photos, Mm -hmm. that girl had hundreds. I still am deleting photos from that girl because there are so many photos. That's the most important piece is the portfolio. Um, same as with actors. <clears throat> There's tons of acting talent in Atlanta. It's Atlanta wood. Everything's shot there. Tyler Perry, you know, shout out to Tyler Perry Studios. Shout out to everybody in Atlanta producing. You know, I produced hell a reality show myself mm-hmm. in Atlanta um, when I was actually a talent manager doing the same thing at the same time. I don't know what I was. I was on crack that year. I swear. I don't do drugs, y'all. I don't. That's not crack. That's coke. Get up and go. When I look back on, I'm like, how the fuck did I do all this stuff? And I'm only 25. Like, I really have to, like, really sit back and be like, how in the world? How, when, how did I think I was capable of doing I mean, all this crazy We did a lot. She a okay? Lot. Let's be honest. We party, got grades done, and still had time to have sex. I don't know. Somewhere in there happened. Calm down. It's only Syracuse. I'm dead. Oh, my God. going to come over there and act like this. I'm dead. No, you're right, though. We did everything. So much. Um... But yeah, I mean, I guess I did keep that college drive going for about a good another year. Probably should have went to grad school. But I, I was not trying to go to grad school. Like, Ain't nobody really trying to go to grad school. Like, they was trying to pay like, for I went, it. but like, no, that's because somebody, like, nope. like, yeah. right. somebody else paid for it. I was like, somebody else paid for it? I ain't even want the masters. Nope. I got the masters in, but I was like, right. y'all don't pay. Everybody got the masters. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, there's a lot of talent in Atlanta. But yeah, as for actors, you need that real. It's about, so just like an artist has to have an EPK, it's like that in every industry. Mm. Actors gotta have a reel. Models gotta have a lookbook, aka portfolio, aka comp cards. Uh, for go sees, if you don't watch America's Next Top Model, you're not gonna be a model. 
Period. That's the first question I ask any model. Mm. Do you, I want to be a model. Why? I look good. If they have a good mm. answer, I'll ask my I second ask question. My follow-up to why do you want to be a model is, do you watch America's Next Top Model? Right. If they lie about both things, saying, oh, pull this great answer out, why they want to be a model, and then say yes. Like, I definitely know I've gotten some lies off some girls who have never seen that show. I was like, I want to be a basketball star. You want to watch the NBA. Like, what you Like, mean? what? Exactly. What does it make sense? You, you have me? to learn the Can't ropes. nobody. Yeah. You have to learn the ropes. We go to school all our lives. We know how to take a test. We know what we need to show up for class. You know if you don't have to study for the test. You know. If you don't know this industry, how in the world are you going to pass the test? But you do have to try. So try. Go out on a limb. Do it, you know, do free stuff. Like, the first stuff I got my models in were, like, bridal things um, and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of free work opportunities for all kinds of things. Um, extra work for actors. Mm-hmm. New York City has the most opportunities for extra work, period, yeah, okay. in the United States of America, probably in the entire world. If you live in New York City and you want to be an actor, there are literally so many databases. You can go on Craigslist and find something. Yeah, to show up and be in something. Now, it might be independent, but shout out to Netflix, Amazon Prime. You never know. You never know where you can end up. You never know with digital. (laughs) You never know. Go on down to Atlanta. Like now, you know, you're not always promised. Cause those slots, you know, like people really be on that act extra thing, like they and they come up. So, yeah. you just want to get connected. You want to get connected with someone who knows what they're doing. You want to get mentorship. You know, you want to actually learn from someone. If you think about it, like anything else that you want to be good at, you're gonna study. You're gonna take your time to do what you need to do and invest your money. Yeah. No one's gonna pay for this. No one's gonna bankroll you to make us to feel, be a star. You feel like a lot of people have high expectations when they first get into it. And yeah. Like, People can't sell tickets. Mm. Like, you want to perform at a big venue, but you can't sell 10 tickets or 20. And 20 that is the minimum. person has, like, a manager, too. It's like, all right, why do you have a manager if you can't sell The manager's not promoting. Yeah, yeah, like, what are you yeah. doing? That's, that's insane. By yeah. the way, posting your flyer one time is not promotion. Yeah, on their story. Two weeks, like, before the show. Or an hour before the show. Yeah, you don't want to. <laughs> I can go on for hours okay. about that. You know that shit. You, who you are have you? A following. Like you ain't got like double digit K, then you can you, you can do that because like yeah. all right, people are always watching, looking for your shit. But, but that nobody. that shit will that, that shit will lie to you too. Because I've seen artists with twenty K following headlining the show, sell twenty tickets, and I've seen an artist with six hundred followers who's hustling out there selling a hundred tickets. True. So you know that physical is not like an yeah. actual physical. Like there's people yeah. like you can post and they'll probably come if they see it, but then right. you send it to them directly yeah. it's like they make it feel like damn like you really want me to be and there. just sometimes be organic pay, too sometimes people pay for um, oh definitely um, definitely yeah. you get those all the time is the uh, want to raise your following i'm like you don't even know what i do oh no <laughs> so and that's the thing like <laughs> that's one of the first things i have to discern are your followers real or fake mm-hmm. i mean to be honest with you i know i've seen the fake followers or the buying or the paying or whatever you doing to juice yourself up Whoever is doing it, third party or whatnot, I've seen it work. There's a way to make it work for the right reason. If you're actually, again, performing, promoting, and you have a reason for people to be following you to follow what you're actually doing in your career, fine. I've, I, I don't, I don't want to name the name of this artist, but there's actually a very, very big artist that we that you you probably um familiar with, um. Because he, he's from the New York area. I love him. I'm actually a really big fan. He came down to Atlanta. 
um, in 2017 as well for A3C, for the A3C Hip Hop Music Festival. But anyway, no, I mean, he's, no, got crazy talent, crazy stage presence, crazy music. It's amazing. He's on a thousand. And I think he's probably the only person where I really saw the implementation of the following and the social media work in a way that truly made him bigger than life and really allowed him to really to a worldwide as he really had has a god-given right to he's very talented very young talented rapper and rappers get a lot of followers anyway so it doesn't matter like he would have hundreds of thousands of followers like he does now that's where i said it didn't matter if they started paying for him or not Mm. um or if it was organic or not because i know it's organic now because he's i mean i'm a fan like i really he's really a a talented artist i wish i could get a shout out but i don't want (laughs) to All right, so though before we get up out of here, um, want to ask what you guys got anything like coming out? If I'm working on what y'all working on, what's what's new with y'all? Whew. I'll let you start, Kai. Okay. Um, yeah, we're pretty much just we have a big event in Harlem at this spot called Mist on August 22nd. Oh, you know, Mist. Yeah, it's a dope spot, and I think that's gonna it's gonna be an implementation of every Thursday, every last Thursday of the month, we're gonna do an event there. So that's gonna be cool. We're gonna be dropping a lot of new artist records. And we're just simply releasing a lot of dope interviews, and we're going to be releasing some more mini documentaries. We have one out on Brooklyn, on Harlem, and Boston so far. And we have a lot of dope guests lined up. So just check everything out on our Instagram at young.atlas, Y-O-U-N-G, period, A-T-L-A-S, on Instagram. And you can really follow everything there. And if anyone wants to get involved, we're building our team this year, so hit us up. We're building Definitely. some promo packages for artists. Danielle and I have some things up our sleeves. So, yeah, we're we're working. And I, I was really, it was a pleasure, like, sitting down and having this talk with you guys, you know. There's not a lot of people that are taking the time to really help out emerging artists or creatives and create that platform. As someone doing it myself, I know how much work it is. And um, I really, you know, put my hat off because it takes a lot of time. So keep it up. Yeah, definitely. Again, shout out to RLE. That's my um, company. It's my business, my baby. Read Limited Entertainment. Follow us at Read Limited, R-E-E-D-L-I-M-I-T-E-D-E-N-T on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you need help with social media, if you need help with marketing, uh, if you need press, if you need publicity, if you need articles, that shit is not magic. There are actually people writing and literally who are paid um, and also... uh, good at writing about you your music giving you reviews giving you coverage sitting down having interviews with with you know us like what we're doing you know hit up kenny like kenny's a really cool dude like the black room is dope like shout out to the black room thank you so much for having us thank you like this is really dope like i've been trying to do this for a while and i'm glad i was able to bring thank um, you danielle for hooking it up yeah young atlas in the building like how dope is that name young atlas that's kind of fire i thought that was a rap name when i first heard oh that shit come people do think i'm a rapper (laughs) 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 but media company you know based in new york black owned black owned everything all black everything everything. i'm in a black dress like it's real (laughs) like i'm like i'm serious about this like i really like i believe in supporting black owned businesses Get at us if you want to collaborate, if you want to do an event, if you need press, um, brands and other companies. Shout out to other PR agencies and consultants. Hit us up. Like, we're ready to work. Like, 2019, 2020 is going to be a big year, but 2019, we're ready to work. I can still 
squeeze a little, a couple things in on my calendar this year. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, y'all. Okay. So. Uh, oh yeah, follow me again, Danielle Reed. That's the name. I always get on rappers and artists who are perform- performing and not saying their name a million times. Okay. Read, read, read. Read Limited Entertainment. That's me. Yeah, Danielle Reed. Follow me at D A N I E L L E S R E E D. Yeah. Bye, y'all. Yeah, Danielle, Kyle, thank y'all for coming through. Thank you. GD Nightmare. It's the best room in the house, the black room, baby. Like, comment, and subscribe. <coughs> Praise God, it was getting hot. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I'm sipping this wine. I don't know.